What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy B L A K A, and as always, I'm in Lynchburg City. Uh, looks pretty good outside, man. It's been hot like crazy, weather-wise, police-wise, all types of shit. Uh, I'm in search right now for a amp for my uh, speakers. So like, I got twelve. I got twelves in the back of my car, and I have a 600 watt amp. And it was doing pretty good. I've only had the speakers now hooked up for about a month. And it's been doing pretty good. But now I'm starting to have problems with the uh, the amp. You know what I mean? Because I guess because of the bass from the speakers or whatever. But nevertheless, I'm in need for a, a amp. But that's not a bad. I mean, that's not that's not the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm, with a, I'm with a car crew by the name of the 434 Riders. They were called the Crown Vic Boys. But... For anybody who saw my Facebook uh, live video or the pictures I put up on Facebook, it's a lot more than just Crown Vicks in the crew. Uh, we got Lincolns, Crown Vicks, uh, we got bikes, we got Suburbans, uh, we have all types of shit, man, as far as cars and shit like that, trucks and shit like that, y'all. So, uh, anybody that's listening, anybody that's inside of Lynchburg or outside of Lynchburg and you are interested in joining a car a car crew, um, as long as your car has nice wheels, it doesn't matter if they're in the 20s or the teens, as long as the shit is nice, as long as you got a nice system in there, as long as you keep your shit clean, you can ride with us. And uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Cupid's Barbecue. Uh, right there, it's a little uh, a little barbecue pit they got going on right there in front of Miles Market in Lynchburg, Virginia. For those who live in Lynchburg, Madison Heights, surrounding places, I'm quite sure y'all familiar with the Rivermont area. And right there uh, on, on on the property of Miles Market is uh, Cupid's Barbecue. Man, I'm telling you, I've I've been eating, man, since last Tuesday. To be honest with you, I've, I've been eating from that place, y'all. Their food is good. They specialize in smoked barbecue. Just today, I had the uh, the, the pool chicken barbecue sandwich. Oh, my God, man. It's like that. So, for those who are in the Lynchburg area, you know, if you get a chance to stop stop at Mel's Market and, and, and check out the Cupid's Barbecue, those guys, uh, some black guys uh, cooking and making barbecue, man. They're Haitian and Dominican. But yo, they do the damn thing, man. I swear. So don't forget to check out Cupid's Barbecue right there on Rivermont Ave and uh, Cowboy Street in Lynchburg, Virginia. So check this out, man. A judge sets 1.25 million dollar bail for ex-cops charged in George and George Floyd's death. Then Derek Chauvin made his first court appearance on Monday, where a judge uh, slapped him with a maximum bail of 1.25 mil. Now, Derek Chauvin, 44, has been held, uh, has been hit, I'm sorry, with second-degree murder, murder charges for uh, the May 25th death of Floyd, along with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter charges that all allege, um, that, that all that allege through the uh, cause of Floyd's death, uh, also through uh, corporal negligence, including using a restraint that police our talk is apprehendable and dangerous. So, you know, that and that's the part that I was telling people what's going to really get a change on this one right here is that 
And not to say the police were doing the right thing when they were killing unarmed black men with chokeholds and things of that nature. But uh, in this particular one case here, it was it was how nonchalant he had his knee in the throat of another human. Let's 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 just do away with the colors. Let's do away with the fact that the cop was white and the victim was black. Let's just put all of that to the side. Did did you just see how nonchalant? the cop was in the sense of just having your knee in 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 the area where someone needs to breathe in order to continue to live like and and that's what that's what captivated america that one particular image i don't and, and the thing is is that i don't know which one is more frightening the fact that the image with his knee in George's neck, the image in, of his face while his knee was in his in George's neck, and the image of the and, and, and the cop having his hand in his pocket. Now you put all of that shit together, man. You look at his facial expressions. You look at the fact that his hand is in his pocket, which I've never seen a policeman do a day in my life, to be honest with you, while 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 restraining someone. While apprehending someone, I have never seen a cop with his hands in his pocket. Even when they are standing to protect, you know, in a, even at a peaceful protest, you don't see cops standing with their hands in their pockets. And so you take all of those images and you put it in that one picture, you know, and to me, that's why his bell is set at 1.25 mil. But at the same time, for any cop, for any cop that decides they want to take the law into their own hand, even if you were an ex-cop, the McMichael situation with the uh, Aubrey, Ahmad Aubrey situation, you have the ex-cop. Um, and uh, so... Even to those situations right there, man, it's, it's, it's just, you have these people that think that they are above the law, and it's time, and it should have been time, to held, be held accountable. But see, the reason why America turned a blind eye to this for so fucking long is because a lot of white people, whether they were good or bad, or whatever the case may be, just thought, well, it's a black man, so there has to be some kind of crime committed. Whether it was a light crime or a heavy one, because it's a black man that's involved, he had to have done something to piss the cop off for the cop to say, you know what, I'm gonna take my gun out and shoot you five times, seven times, ten times. I'm gonna shoot you in your back while you're running because I fear for my fear for my life because you're running away from me. And because you're running away from me, that makes me fearful of my life. So therefore, I have to take this gun out of my holster and shoot you in your back to keep you from killing me. Like, and that's real talk, man. And so these cops, they're, they're, I think this is going to, this this has sparked some change, man. Like, I'm, I'm 42 years old and I'm, 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 I've been on this earth long enough to know real change when I see it. And this is going to be real change right here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not saying, you know, when y'all wake up tomorrow, there won't be a bad white person in this country. That's not what I'm saying. 
That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when you wake up tomorrow, this protest, this riot, this looting has opened the eyes of that quiet white America. You know what I'm saying? The quiet white America, the white America that disagrees with what's going on, but fail to speak on it. And I think these images of this particular cop displaying this type of uh, 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 police handling, if that's what you want to call it, uh, I think it has opened up the eyes of the masses. You have a Black Lives Matter protest, not only in America, but in Europe as well. Okay? So... You know, shit, shit's going to change, man. I, I can promise you that. I, I really can promise you that. And during the 11-minute hearing in uh, Hennepin County District Court on Monday, Judge Denise Riley set bail at $1.25 mil or $1 million with conditions if he accepts the conditions. 44-year-old former officer could not make contact with Floyd's family. I don't think he want to do that any fucking way. Uh, he'll no longer work in law enforcement and that's exactly what needs to happen because far too many times I've heard about cops to some degree get fired from one department because of bad policing only to be hired in another department. So now the one thing we can uh, cheer about is the fact that Joe, uh, uh, Derek Chauvin would never, never put his knee in the neck of another <clears throat> while being in a police uniform at the least so that's a so that's a good thing there and also uh he's he's also he's no longer to uh to be a security guard as well and <clears throat> he has to turn in all personal guns and permits and so yes all of that has to be taken bro all of that has to be taken. The former officer who appeared in the court via uh, via video from Oak Park Heights Prison wearing an orange jumpsuit and blue uh, mask did not enter a plea in the procedure hearing. Uh, Chauvin was expected to appear again in court on June 29th. Now, if that's any consolation for me, his ass going gonna really get it. That's the that's the year when I got that's the that's the that's the exact date when I got locked up ten years ago, June 29th. <laughs> So if there's any consolation, his ass is going to still be locked up come June 29th. I don't see him. But see, we also have to be careful of that because you would have like a white supremacist group who, you know, would would, would, would love to have him as a member. Even, and if they need to put up a, a, a 1.25 mil to have him out walking around while he's on trial, then trust and believe that they will. The unfortunate part about the law is that they can know that the money comes from this particular organization, and uh, but they are still required to allow anyone who has bail paid to be free. So, you know, for what it's worth. So according to the Minnesota state law, second degree murder is not permitted, premeditated, I'm sorry, and prosecutors must prove that while the suspect did not intend to cause death, they committed a felony offense during the uh, incident. The charge typically carries a maximum penalty of 40 years behind bars. The other three officers face a max prison sentence of six years. So, uh, you know, Tao Tao, tao and, 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 and the rest of the officers that were uh, 
there, you know, as a matter of fact, the three other former officers, Thomas Lane, Tao Tao, and J. Alexander uh, Cohen, have been charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder while committing a felony and with aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter with culpable negligence. So, yeah, they and like I said, with all of that right there, those guys are looking at a max of six, but I guarantee you they would do about two, you know, and get out with good behavior. And 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 no one, to my degree, I mean, to my knowledge, is uh, expecting... Um, I don't think they're expecting those other three cops that stood around to actually face the death penalty or anything like that. Oh, hell, maybe people are. Maybe people are calling for all four of them's head. But I know the big fish, the big fish, the Derek Chauvin, that's the one everybody is going to be watching, that one. But if I'm the judge, when it comes to these other three cops, I'm, I'm trying my best to give them that max. I'm trying my best to give them that max because like everybody keeps saying, you know, all cops aren't bad cops. And I truly believe that. However, how is it that all four of those motherfuckers was bad? Like not one good one out the bunch. And that's what black America is talking about. We know there are good cops out there. Unfortunately for us, we come in contact with the bad ones way too often whether it's something that we contributed to or not and it's 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 fucked up and and speaking of uh murder charges so um the driver who ran over the driver that ran over a woman in minneapolis sidewalk after punching her now a man ordered a woman out of her vehicle ran over her on the sidewalk and fatally dragged her according to murder charges. Jordan L. Jefferson, 30, and was charged uh, last week in, in another in the same county, Hennepin County, District Court with second-degree intentional and second-degree unintentional murder in um, connection with the uh, May 29th killing of O'Shea A. Brown, 28, of Minneapolis. And Jefferson was booked into jail on June 2nd and remains held in uh, lieu of $1 million bail ahead of a uh, July 1st court appearance. Now, court court re- records also show an extensive criminal history for Jefferson. Spanning entire adult life, he's been uh, convicted twice each for domestic assault and disorderly conduct, four times for drunken driving four times for drunk driving and once each for first degree robbery, property damage and uh, fifth degree assault now my question is like how the fuck do you still get to walk the streets all of that like sometimes I really feel like America has some of the wrong fucking people locked up and some of the wrong people out on the streets like everything that I just read now I'll go right back to it again. And I'll slow it down a little bit. Okay? Now, court records show an extensive criminal history for Jefferson. Spanning entire adult life, he's been convicted twice, each for domestic assault and disorderly conduct. 
those normally carry felonies right there. Four times for drunken driving. He should have been locked up for the very least a year on that charge alone. Four times. I'm not, and you know, and this is in the state of Minnesota. I'm sorry, Minneapolis. And uh, first degree robbery, property damage, and fifth degree assault. All of that shit carried felonies. So how was he able to be out to do anything to anybody? That's the shit that kills me. According to the criminal complaint, a woman told police she was on the, she was in the vehicle with Jefferson and Brown, who were uh, arguing. Je- Jefferson started punching Brown in the face and ordered Brown out of the vehicle. As she walked down the sidewalk, Jefferson sped towards Brown and hit her. Brown became trapped beneath the vehicle and was dragged until until he hit the front porch of a home nearby on uh, Dupont Avenue. He, st- he slapped Brown and said her name, trying to get her to respond, but she was unresponsive. Jefferson put Brown in the back seat and continued using the same tactics in hopes of her responding. He drove from the scene only to crash again sometime around 3 a.m. near uh, North 17th and Bryant Avenue. Leaving the vehicle on inoperable, Jefferson and the other woman in the vehicle got out and walked away. All right. So then Jefferson called someone and they all drove back to check on uh, Brown. They found Brown with no pulse and apparent broken neck. Everyone, everyone left Brown behind. Jefferson showered and disposed of his clothes. He told the other woman with him that night that they had to come up with a story and demanded she take the truth about the victim's death to her grave. Now that's some crazy shit right there, y'all. Like that's super crazy right there, man. Like, I don't care. You can't commit a murder in front of somebody, man, and expecting people to take that shit to their grave, bro. It don't work that way. It does not work that way, man. That, that, yo. People can do some crazy shit, yo. You know what I mean? And, and I don't understand, like, you know, I mean, goddamn, you, 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 you're beating her up in the car. You're punching her and slapping her. You put her out the car. She started walking. You, you, you speed up and purposely hit her with the car. You drag her until you crashed into a porch. And then you had the audacity to check for a pulse. Serious? Serious. Seriously. But you know what, though? They're going to lock him up under the fucking jail. Rightfully so. And, uh, (laughs) yo, I I swear, man, some of these stories, people that I read and do research on, man, I swear. But yo, coming up, man, on the, on the Six Sense, uh, Shannon Shop uncancels Drew Brees after QB calls to apologize. Um, my thoughts on the NBA season that's coming up, and the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell admits being wrong. All of that and much more. You're listening to your boy Blacker, and this is the Six Sense. So, man, Shannon Shop has had a change of heart about uh, Drew Brees, now saying that the quarterback deserves a second chance just days after blasting the NFL star on national TV. So for those, you know, people out there that don't really watch football or whatever, Drew Brees is the uh, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, and he had spoke four years ago about how players, he felt players kneeling during the national anthem was disrespectful towards the flag and the military no matter how many times black people 
have constantly said, hey, this is not about the military. This is not about the flag. It's about social injustice. And a lot of white people say, no, 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 no. We are not going to buy that. No, no, no. We are not going to buy that one right there. Even when veterans came out and said that they were not offended by players kneeling. I have, and that's the thing about it. I have yet to hear, and I'm not saying that they didn't do it because this this shit started honestly four years ago. And, and, and before I even go even further with this, I just want to let people know that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling way before the cameras was placed on him. He was kneeling way before the cameras was placed on him, people. And it was also a white veteran who told him that kneeling in that manner is a peaceful protest. And that's exactly what he did. And that's what it is. A peaceful protest, man. But back to the, uh, you know, the story itself. So, Mr. Drew Brees, four years later, he gets asked the question again. Uh, just recently, a couple weeks ago. And he was defiant, as, 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 as he said, and I quote, I would never respect the man who kneels for the flag. Once again, tone deaf, uh, once again, another tone deaf white guy. I ain't sitting here telling you this is what the protest is for. I'm telling a guy who never had to protest for anything. And when I say a guy who never had to protest for anything, I'm not just talking about the fact that Drew Brees is rich. His mom and his dad are really good lawyers from what I was told. Uh, some of, They're two of the best uh, 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 lawyers money can buy. So I'm not talking about his upbringing or the, the comfortable lifestyle that was provided by his family. I'm talking about that comfortable lifestyle that was provided by his skin tone. You see? And because of that comfortable lifestyle that was provided by his skin tone, it's kind of hard for people who have had that comfortable life provided due to the fact of their skin tone to see life any other way. Like I say, when there is a statue of Lee Jackson and all of these other racist bastards, white people, you have to understand that black people see the shit entirely different. When you stand up for that national anthem and take your head off and place your hand over your heart and you look to your left or your right and you see somebody black who is who's not in it wholeheartedly. They might stand, but you don't see them with their hand or their heart, or they may be texting on their phone, or still got their head on their head, or whatever the case may be. And you can't allow that to piss you off and get you mad, because some a race that you have denied basic necessities to, for since you since since we were brought here, you can't get mad when we feel the need to not participate. To a song that wrote about my people in the fifth verse in a manner that the verse had to be taken out. There are lyrics in that song that says liberty and justice for all and a bunch of other shit that does that 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 when black people hear that song, we as a nation of people feel like those lyrics does not include us. 
with there is a statue of Lee and Jackson and all of that in your presence, Mr. White Man. You must understand that okay, that that may be your one of your forefathers or your actual grandfather or some shit like that, great great grandfather or something. Okay, I get it. That's your blood. That's your relative. But here's what you must understand. That same man that has a statue that you and a lot of your people honor, that's the same man that fought to keep my people intact in slavery. So you must understand to some degree how one could feel when they see these type of uh, supposed to be American treasures. (laughs) You know, one can't help but feel uneasy when they see something of that magnitude that represents something that oppressed their people for centuries and generations white people we meaning black people we know y'all history and when I say that By no means, and I'm saying it in a fucked up manner. I'm trying to get you to understand that we have educated ourselves through real life events and books when it comes to y'all history. And all I ask is that y'all just try and do the same. Just try and do the same. Find some black guy, some black woman, and y'all team up, go to lunch, dinner, whatever, have a few drinks, invite somebody over to a barbecue, whatever. And just have a conversation about race. And if you have that conversation about race to the magnitude of which I believe a black person and a a white person can sit down and have that type of discussion. If you have it to the magnitude that I believe that we can have it, I think both parties walk away from from that conversation feeling good about one another. I think both parties walk away from that. I think, especially the white people, I think they walk away from that situation saying, you know what? I can do more. I am in a position to do more. I am in a position to help. You get what I'm saying? That's some real shit, man. So, has anybody... uh, NBA time, man. Has anybody heard anything about the new season that's supposed to be starting on July the 31st, to my knowledge? And there's supposed to be a total of 22 teams. And from also from my knowledge, this 22-team tournament is supposed to take place in Orlando. So, me personally, I'm saying no, no, and hell no. Earlier, earlier, uh, let's say about a month ago, I said, you know what? Let's can the regular season. Let's just jump right into the playoffs. And let's just go from there. But now, you know what I'm saying? After what I'm saying now, like, like they, I saw an advertisement poster for the return date of the NBA. And it had players being advertised on the poster. But if I was to hand... The average person that watches the NBA that poster and asks them to name everyone on that poster, I can assure you of the six to seven NBA players they had on that poster, only one, maybe two of them was recognizable. 
One of them was the uh, first overall pick, Zion Williamson. And honestly, I can't tell you. Well, I can tell you that the other one was Ja Morant and Trey Young. But that's because of what I do. Like, I play fantasy sports, so I have to know who these guys are. But, like, the casual fan who, who were used to seeing the faces of Steph Curry and, and, and LeBron James and Gannis Antetokounmpo and, the, you know, Kevin Durant, those kind of guys, none of those guys' faces was on those posters. So then I started to ask myself, okay, NBA, just exactly what are you guys trying to sell here? You know what I'm saying? Because I am hearing all different types of reports that uh, players other than Damian Lillard, even players that are on uh, playoff teams, which Damian Lillard happens to be on one, um, so players from playoff teams, just as well as players from non-playoff teams, are saying, scrap this, scrap this season, and let's just start over in October. But my thing is with everybody is that, you know, if there's not a cure for the COVID-19 within the next 12 to 14 months, and I'm also hearing that the next wave of coronavirus is supposed to hit this fall slash winter. So being in a rush to open any type of sports season, honestly, me personally, and this is coming from a guy who makes a living off of fantasy sports, y'all. I make a living off of Spanish fantasy sports. And this is coming from me. I would be perfectly fine if they did away with sports this entire calendar year. Because I don't want to see NBA with no fans in the, st- in the stands. I don't want to see an NFL game with no fans in the stands. I've watched that wrestling shit. I've watched it. Now, wrestling was boring to me due to the fact that I knew it was fake when I got older and all the theatrical antics that comes along with it takes away from you know it's actually it's just entertainment now you know what I mean but how can you entertain when there's no one there your profession have allowed you to come in contact with thousands of people on a nightly basis and now you know with this whole COVID-19 and nobody's in the stands that's a thing of the past now so I don't know man but me personally that was just my you know my opinion as far as the NBA I really think the NBA the NFL all of that shit should just chill the rest of this year but I'm not playing in either one of those sports. I'm not under contract and I'm not getting paid. So it is what it is. But moving on and still staying in sports, man. So Donald Trump questions NFL Roger Goodell after Commissioner's Black Lives Matter speech. Now, what Roger Goodell said about racism and uh, player protests. Goodell released a statement on Friday stating, We, the NFL, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. Goodell said, We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to the National Football League players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. So what that says to me is that even this motherfucker has realized that, you know what, it wasn't even about the flag. It wasn't even about the soldiers. That was the systematic white people who brainwashed the non-systematic white people into believing 
that it was about that even after Colin Kaepernick himself stated multiple times that it wasn't about that. Even after people from Black Lives Matters and other black organizations like the NAACP and other black organizations stated that it is not about the flag or the military. You still had systematic white people running around screaming that it was and influencing other other non-systematic white people that that's what it was. So Roger Goodell has finally come to his senses and it takes a big man to admit when they were wrong. And on that end, Roger Goodell, I, you know, I truly respect that, and I'm perfectly fine with it. You know what I mean? Uh, you, it, to, uh, uh, to me, a, per, a stupid person or ignorant person is a person who makes a mistake. That's not that, that's not the bad part. It's a person who makes the mistake, identifies the mistake. And does nothing to correct the mistake. That's an ignorant motherfucker. A smart person is a person who makes a mistake, identifies the mistake, and does something about the mistake. And on that note right there, you know what I mean? So I have to give my props to Roger Goodell. There was also uh there was also uh statements being made that when this whole kneeling process first took off, Roger Goodell was on board with Colin Kaepernick. It was the it was his bosses, the 32 NFL owners who pays Roger Goodell handsomely annually. It was them who didn't who who, who saw kneeling as a bad thing during the national anthem. So you know, and also Roger Goodell um. Went on to say that we, the NFL, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no NFL. Duh. And the protests around the country, the protests around the country are um, emblematic of the countries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. So there you have it. You know what I'm saying? The NFL, Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner of the greatest sport league in America. Some may say the greatest sport in the world. I don't know. Everyone has their opinion. But just when you thought it was over, Mr. Donald Trump tweets in. Could it be even remotely possible that in Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation he was intimating that it would now be okay for the players to kneel or not to stand for the national anthem thereby disrespecting our country and our flag so once again another systematic tone deaf white guy wants to poo poo over with a non-systematic white guy just did you see what I'm saying but white people are coming at us when we go against each other. So you got a non-systematic white guy saying, hey, I woke up. I finally realized the whole Colin Kaepernick protest had nothing to do with the military or the flag. And then you got the systematic white guy that says, 
Ah, ah, ah. Not so fast. This is the shit we talking about, people. This is the shit that we're talking about. In order for this change to happen, non-systematic white people have got to stand up. They have got to protest. I'm waiting to see. I want to see. This is what I want to see. Everybody always got a challenge on YouTube and Facebook and shit. So I want to do the stand up white people challenge. I don't want blacks and whites to go to the state capitals about changes when it comes to inequities for the minorities. I want thousands of white people. I want thousands of white people. The march they asses the state capitol buildings and white houses and protest change for the minorities. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see a bunch of black people arm, link, link, chain, link, arm to arm. I don't want to see a bunch of Asian people. I don't want to see a bunch of Mexicans, Latinos, or nothing of that nature. I don't want to see no more minority groups marching for social justice and civil rights. I want to see non-systematic white people get up. Get up and protest on your own. Stop sitting back and waiting for the George Floyds of the world to be dead. Before your ears perk up and realize that there is something wrong. You, sister, non, non-systematic white people, have been sitting back far too long watching your systematic brothers and sisters oppress. It's time for a change, America. It's been time for a change. Systematic white people, we're not asking you guys for anything. We are demanding it. And on that note, everybody, I want to thank y'all for listening to your boy B-L-A-K-K-A. And as always, continue to stay safe out there. Continue your social distancing. Continue to wear your mask. Wash your hands. Y'all be good, man. I'm out. Elberg. K. K. K.